Hey friend, welcome to episode 8. I'm having the best time hanging out with you all from behind my mic. And I'm so excited that it's spring. It's time for a new season in all of our lives. And I'm just ready for more outdoor time, some natural vitamin D, and most of all moisture. Every winter it just feels so long. And I think with COVID, these past couple winters, they've just felt longer than normal. So in this episode, we're talking about the properties of spring and how to keep those in mind while reversing eczema. I want to bring in this new season with grace and awareness and help you do the same. So that's what we're talking about in today's episode. Let's get into it. Hey mama, if you have kids struggling with eczema and you want to get them a life without itchy red skin, then this is the show for you eczema kids. Here we go deep into diet guidelines, doable at-home remedies, and transformative healthy kids tools that will empower you to take your child's health into your own hands and win. If you are ready to say yes to eczema-free kids, sleeping through the night, and drug-free interventions, hi, my name is Andrew McHugh and I'm the coach and mentor for you. I created this podcast to equip you with the strategies you need to heal your kid's skin condition and soothe their sweet little faces. Let's eliminate eczema and reclaim our lives. Grab your egg-free snack, take a deep breath, and let's dig in to today's episode. It's mid-March. Yay, it's spring. Sometimes in Colorado, this looks a little bit more like more winter, but there's a lot going on outside and transitioning. So to stay balanced, it's within your best interest to transition the food and all the other stimuli you may have in your life to mitigate the the negative effects of living in discordance with what's happening outside. So spring is definitely a time to be celebrated for our little eczema sufferers because so much more moisture is brought to the air and just, just that alone can offer a huge relief to your little. So the spring has this, this natural heaviness to the season, and that's where the dampness comes from, but it's, it's heavy. And if you continue to eat heavy foods, like a lot of red meat and dairy, your body will make extra mucus in response to the digestive and the liver burden you're putting on your body when this is a time to, to cleanse and to help your liver do the same. And when you make extra mucus, you don't give your lymphatic system the boost that it really needs this season. And then the heat of the summer will then in turn dry out the mucus into a hardened material, which can coat the intestinal wall and then compromise digestion and absorption of nutrients, which is exactly what we're trying to avoid in our little eczema kids. So to help kids not become little mucus makers, which they already have the tendency to be. We want to give them a balancing diet and nature's harvest in spring is full of sprouts and a lot of greens, berries are there and as well as beans. We need warming and invigorating and purifying and low fat foods primarily throughout the spring to to stay in balance this season and mitigate the colds and allergies that are all too present in spring and set us up for success 
in the summer and then of course in the following winter as well. When you make too much mucus in the spring in response to being dried out in the winter, then that mucus hardens from the heat of the summer, causes malabsorption and then also extra dryness that following winter. So everything you do, you know, within in the season before, even two seasons before, affects your health now, which is something I just never really considered until I had eczema children. But when you're dealing with an imbalance, such a dry and hot imbalance, you keep those qualities in mind while also keeping in mind what's happening outside your door. You know, as always, our eczema kids need special considerations here. One, they're kids. So mine aren't dying to gobble up like dandelion green soup, for example. Unless they're babies, and then you should absolutely give them green soup all the time. That would be amazing. <laughs> Side note, my youngest ate like a steady diet of chicken liver pate for probably six months or so. I gave it to her to bring up her zinc and her iron levels. It was amazing. <laughs> and then she eventually got totally sick of it. Anyway, food is medicine and babies especially are, are totally compliant and you can give them pretty much anything and they'll, they'll eat it. But I digress. I guess our second consideration for our eczema kids is again, those, those properties of eczema. And I spoke to those in more detail in episode three. So if you haven't listened to that, I recommend checking that out and then, and then coming back to here, but you have to keep in mind that the condition properties and as well as the season properties and balance the two. Again, spring is like wet and heavy and cold while eczema is kind of its polar opposite. It's hot and it's dry and it's, it's acidic. So foods that really balance both of these things are bitter and astringent. And a lot of times these two tastes aren't super present in our diets. And it's certainly not a big part of the standard American diet, which none of us are on anyway, because we have eczema kids and that doesn't work for eczema. Bitter foods include things like leafy greens, artichoke, rhizomes like turmeric and ginger. And then astringent foods are things like pomegranates and apples and cauliflower, Brussels sprouts and beets. So going back to our eczema kid considerations, consideration number one, they're kids. (laughs) So how do I get them to eat a diet full of bitter and astringent foods when they could be allergic to the color green? or vegetables in general. And I'd have to say a couple of my kids are definitely like this. I'm going to give you a few tips and tricks that I, I do. I, and hopefully that'll help you in your mission to help heal your child's eczema or they're young enough that they'll just comply (laughs) either way. I first try to incorporate these type of foods into my kids' favorite foods, like tacos. So we do black bean tacos quite successfully, and that's a huge win. And the beans are properly prepared, of course, like soak them and sprout them. Not hard to do, and we'll go into that in a future episode, but do that first. And then I also try to mix it in. Like right now, <laughs> for breakfast, we're, we're trying rainbow smoothies. I can't say this is being, that this is going wildly well, but I think it has the potential to. 
today, for instance, it was red smoothie day and it has, it had beets and cherries and I don't tell my kids these smoothies have beets <laughs> and my kids are weary of me. They know that I try and stick beets into things. So they get thrown off by the color alone, but I'm thinking to other people who haven't been scarred by beets, maybe the color would be alluring. You just have to blend it really smooth. And if you don't make a whole bunch of other things available, they're more likely to drink it. I also got these really fun smoothie cups, the name, oh, I think it's like Voss, like V-A-S, and they're glass with a cool silicone you know, thing that goes around it and fun straws. So I'm trying to make this as fun and cool as possible. Again, not a ton of success, but I'm going to keep trying all the, all the different colors of the rainbow and, and maybe eventually they'll buy in. <laughs> Lastly, you know, I just give my kids vegetables at every meal and they expect to see it on their plates. Our dinner roll, candidly, is you have to eat your vegetables, if nothing else, to get treats. You know, I don't care what else they eat, but they do need to eat their vegetables if there's room in their stomach for dessert. So really, I guess the last one is just playing bribery. But my oldest is seven and she's never experienced eczema. So, I mean, thankfully. So I have to employ this, this tactic with her. My middle, who's five, she remembers what it feels like to have bleeding wrists from eczema and legs so red and itchy and miserable that she couldn't sleep. She knows what that feels like. So she's a lot more likely to eat those vegetables when I tell her like this helps keep, this help keeps eczema away. And then my youngest who's had, you know, the hardest eczema battle at all, she'll just eat things to be healthy, you know, left to their own devices. Little kids know what their body needs and wants, but when her sisters are home, she pretty much defers to their reaction to the food because she's two now. So <laughs> some of that magic is going away. I mean, also it's my job to buy the food and prepare the food that's, that's served in the house, even though it's met with some grumbles. It's, it's just what we have. So other things that you want to incorporate during the springtime that are, you know, conducive for eczema, as well as the nature patterns going on right now are seeds, you know, as long as they're not allergic to them. You can make hummus, stir fries are a good bet, you know, especially if you make the sauce or you could use coconut aminos on it. Salads are great. I can't really get my kids to eat them. So if you have tricks for that, I'll take it. Uh, I have some herby, like ranch-like dressings on my radar that I'll, I'll let you know how they go. I'm going to try those next week. <laughs> Berries are a win in spring and sweet and balancing for eczema. Lighter meats like chicken and fish are good and fun grains like millet are yummy and make for a good warm cereal in the morning. And you can make things like pancakes out of quinoa flour. I put ginger in smoothies and like Indian chicken and in their honey lemon tea in the morning. So some ginger has to be making it in their little bodies. I make ants on a log with sun butter. That's a good snack since celery and seeds and dried fruit are all balancing in the spring, you can decide how many ants to put on there. If you, I put on like two, that's plenty because as you remember, 
dried fruits really aren't a win for eczema. Keep up with your warm drinks and food since spring is cold and cold foods are just hard to digest, but it also just doesn't sync up with the season. So those are some, some general guidelines that I try to follow. And it might be new for you to look at foods and eczema through this type of lens. But I do hope it helps you stay in balance and possibly uncover some underlying reasons that your kids are experiencing things like excessive amounts of mucus or earaches or the like. And as with everything, just plan and then do your best. Your kids will undoubtedly thrive because you're the type of mama that won't quit won't quit on their health and their well-being and you're just not willing to outsource their healing so for that i commend you hang in there mama you're doing great hey friend if today's episode helped you in any way would you leave me a review in apple podcasts Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.